Welcome to The Waves. This is our And Just Like That recap, episode 11, The Last Supper Entree. Their title, not mine. I'm Shayna Roth, senior producer at Slate. And I'm Daisy Rosario, senior supervising producer of audio here at Slate. Every week, we're recapping the latest of season two of HBO's Sex in the City sequel series, the fashion, the quips, the WTF moments. And Daisy, you were my first guest on this recapping journey. And now we have seen the finale. Yes. Together at the beginning, together at the end. <laughs> it feels so right. It does. How are you feeling? Let's start with general thoughts. It feels like we started quite a long time ago. How are you feeling about how things went this season? I enjoyed this season. I mean, I definitely think it got stronger as it went. Um, I do still have, you know, a couple of complaints here and there, which I know we'll get into. But I mean, overall, you know, we've said it on this show so many times. I don't always like the show, but I do love the show. Like, it's fun to have the characters back. Still a very mixed bag in terms of how they treated slash handled, I guess, would say the new characters. But there were some uh, there were some wins this episode. I'm ex- there's definitely one I'm excited to talk about because it actually made my arms go up in the air. <laughs> it got better and that I can appreciate very, very much. And as HBO formally announced this week, it is coming back for a third season, which, which is shocking. So shocking. We will get into why that's so shocking, mainly because it seemed like everything was set up to be done. So we will be getting more of our favorite love-hate, can't-live-with-it, can't-live-without-it show. (laughs) But let's jump right into the finale. And I guess let's go through, like we did last time, with all of our characters and kind of go through step-by-step. And I want to start, actually, with a brand-new character for this season, Samantha. Samantha. I think I definitely thought this cameo would happen at the end, but it does happen right at the beginning of the episode. I had to rewind it because I was doing my like, you know how like when you start the start a show and you're kind of like, I I was doing this over breakfast. I was like getting my stuff set up. And then all of a sudden I look up and Samantha's right there on my my TV. I was like, yeah, what happened? How did we get here? But no, it was just very anticlimactic. Carrie comes in. She's talking to her cat. I'm I'm so scared for that cat. She's talking to her cat (laughs) and she gets a phone call and it says Samantha. And then Samantha's in a car. Hello, London. What's shaking, lady? My flight's three hours delayed, Carrie. I won't be able to make it there in time. In in time for what? The Last Supper. Miranda and Charlotte told me all about it. I was going to surprise you. Oh, my gosh. Well, you did. I'm very surprised. Well, the fog finally lifted. But the crew maxed out. Oh, I'm fucking furious. It was a little bit of a nothing burger. But at the same time, I was like really happy to see her. Um, I imagine that you felt somewhat similarly, similarly, just in the sense of like, you're looking at her and you're like, Oh, it's Samantha. (laughs) Like, I'm just happy. But I do wish it was more. But I think really, the main problem is just, I wish I hadn't known, like, it would have been an incredible surprise. Like if it, if it had just happened, even though it wasn't very much, it would have been a very, very joyous surprise if it had been a surprise. And these are the times where I lament not just my own being very online, but just like the way that things kind of like leak now or just even getting to go down certain rabbit holes about shows. I feel like our expectations shift a lot. It very much presumes 
Things are good between Carrie and Samantha again. They've been in touch since. There's also Samantha mentions Charlotte and Miranda that she knew what was going on with this dinner because of them. So it kind of like tells us that they're still friends. It it basically just kind of plugs Samantha back into their lives, um, removes the tension, but also says like, we're not going to really see her. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody's in a good place when it comes to Samantha. And I I agree. I think if this had come out in like the 90s, this would have been huge. This would have been the thing that everybody woke up and saw and lost their minds over and was talking about at work and talking about with their friends. But because we knew it was coming, it just felt a little odd, especially because nobody has talked about Samantha this entire time. They have season, not mentioned her. I'm guessing... No. Right, which if the plan had been for this to be a huge surprise, that makes sense. But given that it wasn't a big surprise, it's just odd that it turned that we have one phone call between these two characters, and apparently they've been in touch quite a bit to the extent that uh, Samantha was planning to come back for this final supper thing. So it it, it right. came across very stilted, <laughs> uh, but kind of sweet. And, you know, it's 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 nice to see Samantha. And given that the show is coming back, I'm curious what ends up happening if they're able to bring a second dump truck of money to Kim Cattrall's door <laughs> to get her on this show more. We shall see. You know, I appreciate Kim Cattrall preserving her peace, but if she's ever down to break it for the hearts of the Sex and the City fandom out there, we will take it. We'll be here for it. I want to talk about Charlotte. I think that Charlotte has had the best run this season. And our own executive editor at Slate, Susan Matthews, had a great piece recently on the site about Charlotte and about how we used to hate Charlotte and how she used to hate Charlotte in the original series. But this season, Charlotte, for me, has been my MVP. And I'm glad that the investment in one of these characters has come with like a main character, obviously, as well, because, you know, one of the complaints we've had about the show in general is just we're not sure how much they actually want to feature these new characters. Sometimes it feels like they're giving them something big and then they take it away immediately, (laughs) which is, you know, a big is still part of the storyline of this episode. Um, I think part of what's great about Charlotte's arc is that it does also feel very real, right? Like that's another complaint we've had about the show is like, the narrative choices don't always make sense to us. And so to also to see Charlotte be this character who like really always wanted this life. Charlotte was fighting to have this life. You know, Charlotte was not forced to leave her job. She chose to leave her job. It was, you know, even on the original series, you know, it was very like, whoa, what are you doing? Like she pursued this and it went to the best possible place it could have gone for her, but she still feels like she lost herself. And I think that seems very real. And so for her to reclaim it in that way, you know, in the previous episode, she yells at her kids and and, and her husband and is like, I had a, I was a person before you. And it was a great moment. You um, played a great clip from it in last week's recap. Um, but yeah, it just felt very real. Like she loves them. She loves this life. She just wants to be actually appreciated in it. And not just treated like somebody who's taking care of everyone. And I think that's so real. And it was great to see Charlotte contend with that um, in a really fun way. There have been several times where this show has tried to be of the moment and failed. Yes. This one feels like they really got it spot on. And granted, I am somebody who has a very supportive husband who, I'm going to be honest, does like 60% 
in the house to my 40% (laughs) if I'm being totally honest. Um, Yeah. But I know that hearing from so many women as we have recently because of COVID, how hard it is for so many women to keep up with life. They're working full time. They're taking care of the kids full time. They're doing everything. And Charlotte's arc this season I mean, it feels important and honestly, it feels well done. And what I also really loved is that Harry's not a monster. He's not some dope who's like, I don't want to do anything. This is silly and is demeaning of anything. He's just a confused man who's been living his life for so long and just doesn't get it yet. I can't do it all, Charlotte. I can't talk loud. So, so please just listen. You are not doing it all. I know, because you made a few breakfasts and you ran a few errands, that it feels like you are. But in fact, you're doing the bare minimum of what I and other women have been asked, no, expected to do around the house for years and years and years. And now I am asking, no, no, expecting you Help me with part of it, not all of it. Because I love my work and I'm good at it. I want to keep doing what I am doing, minus the blackout drinking. Uh, Yeah, good call. So I need your help and your support, not your words of help and support. And you can support me right now by going out there and telling Anthony that I am not available. I never even heard the term ass virgin. That was just some of our Slate Plus segment. If you want to hear the whole thing, go to slate.com slash the waves plus to become a Slate Plus member today. Slate.com slash the waves plus.